welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to the Don't Go In There Girl podcast. Yes. I'm your girl, Miss B. And this is Tuts. Yes, welcome back. So glad to be back. Good Lord. <laughs> I know I am too. I wanted to get something out earlier, but you know, mm-hmm. Tut and I are real people who work real jobs, have real lives. So as much as we would like to get it scheduled, sometimes things happen, but we were like, we are definitely going to get something out for you soon. Yes. Um, Todd, how, um, how's your week been? Jesus. I, I took my... Shit, the week just started, technically. Yeah, this, but this week how... just started, but I, I'm going to say the last seven days have just been eventful. Um, I had my COVID, my first COVID vaccine, and I didn't sprout any wings or or grow any extra limbs and, and everything is fine. So I gotta go take my second one, uh, maybe in a couple of weeks. And I spent a little time with my sister in Austin and had my book club discussion, uh, cause I have a Facebook book reading group. So we had our discussion on the 31st and that was great. Um, and now I came back home and today was a really, hectic busy day uh at work and it's it's gonna be that way for the next couple of months so I'm just like just trying to strap in and buckle up but other than that my mental health is good and I'm good and uh I'm just hoping at some point I get some alcohol in my system and be able to sleep like I want to sleep at some point um, but other than that, all oh, that rambling, I'm, I'm just, I'm good. I am actually really, really good. So how are you doing? How was your work? Okay. Awesome. You know, it was, um, you know, I had to make some changes. I had, uh, started working a little job that I had told you about and, um, interesting <laughs> that you were bringing up COVID and the vaccine. And I told you, I was just like, girl, I'm working this job and, uh, motherfuckers ain't wearing masks and they cough and not closing their mouth. So I made mm. the executive decision to leave that job. It wasn't something that I saw that was going to be long lasting for me anyway. Mm. And I have another opportunity that's going to start this week. So Wonderful. I'm grateful for that. Um, yeah. I'm just, um, I, you know, I'm just looking forward to uh, February just being a better month because January was the longest year ever. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. I know what I said. January was the longest year ever. Yes, and so I'm just, it, it, it's so great when a new month starts on Monday because you feel like start of the week, start of a new month, let's get it. But it's, so, it's and weird, I'm ready though. to start. It's, it's weird but, though, because we just, we just ended 2020, which was like one of the worst years ever. And then now mm-hmm. we're like already in February. So even though January felt like the longest year, I'm still like, damn, we already in february right now like this girl that know. one now january don't count that one nothing but uh december 60 62nd <laughs> this is a, um it was one of the longest weekends in december that's what it was yeah that's what it was but you know i'm just ready for new starts mm-hmm. and a new episode mm-hmm. and we don't know what we're gonna name this episode if y'all have noticed or if you haven't noticed and or or if you have uh tut and i we always come up with these funny names for these episodes um but today we're doing an old school favorite Mm -hmm. we are going to be doing child's play yeah child's play i 
Oh yeah, one of the iconic horror films. Um, and typically um, we kind of do a recap of the film and then kind of break it down. So um, we can just get started. So um, Child's Play opens, what happens in the opening scene? We have, um, we see a cop and a criminal. Yeah. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was listening to you. You want to go? No, no. Okay. So we we see a cop and a criminal, um, kind of just um running like the cop is pursuing the criminal. They busting guns at each other. It looks like an alley, and it looks like um the cop is like, I got the strangler. So I guess that's what the um criminal's name is, mm -hmm. and um. It looks like the criminal is running towards like a getaway car and he's kind of limping because uh, they've been busting guns. So I'm assuming he got hit and he's like, Eddie, don't leave me. Eddie got the hell on. <laughs> it was just like, was I see like, trouble. Right. Eddie was like, this dude got shot. Annie's police coming up the street. I'm out of here. You're going to have to. He going he gonna to catch one. Mm -mm, mm -mm. So um, did they end up. Uh, so. Mm -mm, both of us ain't got to go down. Sorry. One of us can keep it going. Right. So, so the, the guy's in panic because the getaway car and ran away. So he sees a toy store and he busts up in there uh, to, you know, evade the officer. And the officer falls right in between them. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he's trying to get away. He's trying to hide behind toys and whatever. And then they kind of have a session where they're busting guns, shooting at each other. And uh, as they're, you know, having back and forth shoot offs, uh, the criminal gets hit. And so as he gets hit, um, he's still trying to run away and struggling. And he starts to touch the area where he got shot. He's kind of bleeding profusely and he noticed his energy's changing. And he's like, pretty much like, shit, I'm dying. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> I am I, dying. I know I'm going to die. It yeah. is so funny. Yeah, it's so funny because like uh he ain't really wearing like a criminal outfit. He got like a long coat on, it looked like a business shirt and a tie. <laughs> it's like he came off his job to start doing uh criminal activities. It's like it, so well, you know, he's, as he's, he's uh a, he's a lake show strangler, so it's like I guess you gotta dress up nice in Chicago to just find ladies to, to strangle. You know, like you ain't just gonna strangle no. Yes, you do have to dress the. You know, if you looking like really crazy, women are gonna be like, "Uh, sketch." Um, <laughs> right. So, as he's realizing he's dying, he's just like, you can tell he's in panic mode, trying to figure out what he needs to do, but he don't really know. Mm -hmm. And um, what happens? He's still hiding because the cop is trying to follow him and find him. Yeah, and, and he, he, gets, uh, he hides gets behind really this big too. Yeah. Like he gets really mad, and he's you know he screams you know like I'm gonna get my revenge on you, I'm gonna get you, and I'm gonna get Eddie no matter what. So he was like mad, like like I, I don't oh know yeah he I'm was, it, but I'm gonna do it. Yeah, he 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 was screaming that, and I was just like, how fucking big is this toy store? Because it didn't look that big from the outside. Like I would think like. They would have found each other, but um, like, whatever it didn't happen. Not a Toys R Us. Like it looked like it had about two, three aisles in the store. When when you go in, it looked like a KB Toys in the mall. For, <laughs> for and if y'all are too young, KB Toys was like a toy store that was in the mall. And you know, if it's a store in the mall, it's not that big. It's not. So big at all. uh, it. So the criminal then, as he's still hiding and moving around, he sees this big old stack of dolls, a doll display. It was the good guy dolls. Mm -hmm. 
good guy dolls kind of look like the my buddy dolls and um he's dying so he can't like keep his balance up so he ends up falling on the display because you know his energy is just off because his energy is leaving his body and as he falls he uh looks at one of the good guy dolls in the box Mm -hmm. and takes it out and then um this is where we learn that this guy knows how to do voodoo or black magic or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. He takes the doll, puts his hand on the doll and starts this chant. I don't know all of it, but I know the beginning starts. And he keeps on with this chant. It was longer than what I just said. We start seeing lightning and he's like screaming this chant loud. And it's crazy to me because I'm just like, this toy store ain't that big. And if I heard someone screaming that much, I would be able to find his voice because he's going off with this chant. Or maybe the cop is like, what the fuck are you talking about? Maybe I don't want to find him. Right, the cop is probably so he's going like on looking right at him and being like, "Well, wait a minute, is he losing his mind? <laughs> like, let me just let me. As long as he's not aiming a gun at me, I'm gonna just let him say what he want to say." But I think right? he's crazy. So yeah, so this chant is going, and it's just like a really electrifying scene. He's it's loud. It's a powerful chant, and he's just getting loud. And then. What happens? It like gets so forceful. Doesn't it like cause an explosion? Lightning strikes the building. So he gets to the yes. end of the spell and lightning strikes the toy store and there's a huge explosion and the detective is blown back. And then afterwards the detective like gets up and there's a little bit of fire in the toy store and he walks up to that same the spot. He was toys are everywhere. Yeah, toys everywhere, everything all blown to pieces. And he walks back to that spot where he was and he sees Charles Lee Ray dead or the Lakeshore Strangler sees him dead. And then yes, it, it and- focuses on one of the faces of the dolls and then that's it. They go to the next scene. And 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 I was so ignorant. I thought, I was just like, man, if this was present day and um, you know how PS5s was a thing, someone could have really came up on a lick right right <laughs> girl let me be a criminal and i see that um thing i'm going in there i'm getting ps5s and i'm selling them shits online yes ma'am selling like um <laughs> girl yes into all right so the next scene um cuts to um a scene where we see a little boy who was one of the main characters in the film and his name is andy mm-hmm. uh andy we notice Andy is wearing uh, a good guy doll outfit. So we can tell that's his thing. There's a good guy doll cartoon on the TV. So you can tell this is his favorite toy. And um, as the cartoon is ending, um, he starts to see a commercial and the commercial is an advertisement for actual good guy dolls. So he is hyped. He's very hyped. And uh, before, 
And as the scene cuts in, we see a big happy birthday banner. So we know it's somebody's birthday in the scene. And, and uh, he's in the kitchen. in the kitchen, like handling business. Like he making breakfast and stuff. Like Child. Making I mean, the I most guess, reckless it, breakfast. Yes, it is. <laughs> oh my God. Like he's making a mess. And I'm like, uh, you know, cause I'm, I'm, I'm an evil ass woman. I don't have no kids. So I, on one hand, I'd be like, oh my God, that's so cute. And on the other hand, I'd be like, you little son of a bitch, you're making a mess in the kitchen. Like why you know what? in this kitchen by yourself? And he like burning toast. I mean, like the toast is black when it come out the toaster is just black. And, and he like, and then he puts uh, one cup of butter on the toast. A whole, um, cup. A whole uh, like eight thousand teaspoons of sugar on some already sugary sugar. I mean cereal, excuse me. Then he's got the orange juice, puts it on the tray, and walks it to uh, his mom's room, spilling shit all spilling over the carpet. All, it was sweet, but it was just like. I was just like, you little Oh my God. And and not spilling on hardwood, spilling on carpet. I was like, Jesus Christ. So he takes it to his mom. He takes it to his mom, tries to wake her up. You know, she's tired. He's jumping on the bed, wants to wake up. And, you know, it's his. So we find out in that instance that it is his birthday. And, you know, he wants to open his toys. So um, he looks at one of, where his toys were mm -hmm. like the boxes and one of the boxes is big. Yeah. So I think after Annie seen that commercial, he was just like geeked. Cause he's just like, I'm gonna get one of them good guy dolls. Like, right. I know that's so she opens it doll for me. I mean, she, he just knew and she opens it. And um, still to this day, when she opened the box, my grown ass even gets disappointed because it's some clothes. And I'm like, what the fuck you need that long ass four by Four box for for a sweater. <laughs> right. Like even she tried it. Even if you buy like 20 outfits from the Goodwill, you don't need that big old box. Like you, you don't. You just was she, she gooped them. She was messing with that she, boy. And then there was another box. Cause she was looking at him like, you don't want some clothes. You want some toys. Yeah, and it's like, like, yeah, yeah like, yeah, what? I want some damn toys. Like, why would you buy me these socks? I don't need no socks. <laughs> I don't need so there's the other box. I don't need this damn sweater vest. <laughs> what you got? It's, it's so true. It's so true because I think about when I was a kid and I got clothes and I was just like, okay, cool. But like, where the toys at? And then it flips. Like when you like get a little older, especially if you're a girl, like I think above 10, you like what a clothes or the cash at like fuck right. these toys. Yeah, fuck so, these um, toys. Yeah. Money. Yeah. So he wants some toys. So they go to the next box and he opened it and it is actually toys, but it's like a give. It's a good guy toolbox set yeah and um he looks disappointed and like he he didn't even like try to salvage his mom's feelings she was like i want a good guy doll to go with it right. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> like how you gonna buy me this shit and you're not gonna buy me a good guy doll with this like what's wrong with you woman what's wrong with you and she was like and then know, you know I she know just you like wanted it but i didn't i didn't have it i didn't have the money and time to save for it and i'm like you are already failing this child. This child is scarred for life. Like, <laughs> you know, he's just like, okay. And, you know, he's, you know, he's giving her the puppy dog eyes. Right. So, you know, we cut, we cut to the next scene. 
and uh, Karen is at work, Karen Andy's mother, and uh, Karen looked like she worked at something like a Bloomingdale. She working like what, the jewelry or the perfume aisle or something yeah, like that. She, she worked, she worked at, and she, so she, why she, worked, she worked at jewelry counter at Maison Blanche or something, you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so while she's there, uh, you see a woman running towards her who seems like her coworker, a friend. And we find out the friend's name is Maggie. And she's pretty much like, look, that doll you wanted for Andy. There is this uh, peddler. Well, they called him peddler. Pretty much homeless dude, whatever, hustler. He in the alley. He got the good guy doll for the low. And um, Karen's pretty much like, I can't, you know, this is my shift. Like, I got to stay right here. And she's pretty much like, bitch, you want the doll or not? Right. <laughs> and so, you know, he's here. Let's go get the shit. So they, uh, you know, she leaves her station. They go into this sketch ass alley right. and, um, you know, goes up there. Cause the, I think they mentioned like the good guy doll is, it's a, it goes for like a hundred bucks. And, um, I think, you know, they're going to hustle with this guy because it's like, obviously it's stolen. Mm-hmm. Uh, the peddler looks sketch, just got the yuck mouth from hell. Like yeah, mouth is like, just on rot. Yeah. Um, his, his yeah, just terrible. Literally looks like, like if you like if you wear a pair of black shoes, that's what his mouth looks like. That that shoe that you mm-hmm. have on your foot is awful. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, it's just terrible. Um, so you know, she's pretty much like you know how much, and he said fifty, and Maggie cuts in like nah thirty dollars, you know. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can tell Maggie is from like the city and I guess they get it for the rate they want. Mm-hmm. Uh, they get the doll rush back to the uh, station and then the supervisors at the station. He's just some prick, you know, just being a dick just and like a pretty much fuck, like fuck boy. I had to do this. Yeah. I had to do this for my son and you know, blah, 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 whatever. And then he pretty much tells her, um, another employee had to uh had to do something so she'll have to take over for a shift and she's pretty much like dude are you serious like i gotta pick my son from daycare it's his birthday and he's all like do you like your job here just pulling it and maggie's pretty much like nigga chill out like you you ain't got to do all that and she's like i will watch andy for you you know it's all good don't worry about it so I guess we're cutting to the next scene. What yeah. happens? So in the next scene, um, the mom and Andy get home um, during a little time before she has to go back to work. Cause you know, the supervisor told her, well, you can leave at five, but you gotta be back at seven. Um, so during this time they arrive home and she has this, she's carrying this really big box inside. Um, and Andy's like, I'm going to watch TV. And she was like, well, Andy, I need you to do something with this box. And um, I need you to open the box. And Andy's like, what's in the box? And she was like, well, it's not groceries. So he's like all excited. And he runs off with the box and he takes it um, and he opens it. And it's a good guy doll. And he is just thrilled, like just over the moon. And so she's all excited because he's excited. And she's like, you know, show me how it works. Because he had to pull the thing out the box and everything already. So she's like, show me how it works. And so Andy says, you know, he introduces himself to the doll. You know, I'm Andy. It's nice to meet you. What is your name? And so then the doll turns and starts animating. And the doll says, hi, I'm Chucky. Want to play? 
And so, like, they are all... Girl, can we talk about how big Chucky's head is? Girl, let me tell you, like, this little doll, (laughs) first of all, first of all, if you look on a child, on a doll's face, like, at any time, it's a scary-ass goddamn face, because this goddamn doll is, looks like it is on cocaine all the time. On mm-hmm. his feet all the time. It the does. eyes are just constantly open, and he got these little freckles, and his his mouth is like always partially open and smiling. I'm like, something is Chucky wrong. Chucky definitely looks geeked. Yeah, he looked like he yes. is. He is just jacked up all the time on Mountain Dew. Or um, what what they used to call it, a geek monster. Yeah, girl, <laughs> Chucky yeah. looks geeky. So this thing is just it is just crazy, and then like it's animating, and the eyes are doing stuff, and uh, uh, no, I was. <laughs> that's why I don't have kids because my kids would ask for stuff like this, and I'd be like, "Nah, that creepy ass thing ain't coming in my house. It's not. I'm no, no, nope. you, you trying to talk to it too, and it's trying to talk back to you. No, no, thanks. No, y'all just gonna hate me for the rest of y'all life. Um, so you know, Andy is just like overjoyed, and he's like hugging or whatever. Late. So then after that, um. Maggie is babysitting. You know, Maggie's at the house. She's babysitting Andy and Chucky. Um, Andy is in the floor with Chucky, and he's playing with his little tool set that he got uh, older uh, earlier. Um, and then the news about Charles Lee Ray comes on the television. So while Andy mm-hmm. is playing with his tool set, the Chucky doll looks at the television. And so he's listening to this information about, you know, the, the story about Charles Lee Ray. Um, and a news reporter says that Chucky's getaway driver, Eddie Caputo, the one who peaced out on his ass, um, Eddie Caputo escaped from a police precinct. And so then Andy is noticing that Chucky's not watching him anymore. So he's like, you know, Chucky, were you not watching me play and blah, blah, blah. And so Chucky politely turned his little head around and told Andy something and they went back to playing or whatever. Um, Maggie tells them it's time to go to bed. So you see in the background, Andy gets up and he walks toward the bed and then he comes, turns back to Chucky and leans down. He crouches down by Chucky and it looks like Chucky is whispering something in his ear. That's the way that they make it appear that, you know, Andy has crouched down so far that this thing is talking to him. Um, and so Andy tells um, Chucky, you know, that they have to go to bed and he crouches down and then um, Andy tells Maggie that Chucky says he wants to watch the nine o'clock news. <laughs> and so Maggie was like, yeah, whatever, little boy, let's got You got to go your ass to bed. Like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure Chucky does want to watch the news, but y'all, y'all got to get. Um, so she, she, she picks him up. She cuts the TV off. Um, and she puts them both in the bed like she's just carrying Chucky like the way she's carrying him is just all haphazardly and she's like twisting his arm and all this kind of stuff um and so she tells Andy to go brush his teeth so she goes back in the kitchen she's like straightening up putting up plates and all that kind of stuff Andy's in the mirror he's brushing his teeth and she verbally checks on him she's like Andy are you brushing your teeth and he's like yes Aunt Maggie and so she goes back to doing what she's doing and then the tv comes on really loud and it just like startles the crap out of her um and so she goes to the living room 
to see what's going on in the living room and she sees Chucky sitting on the chair in front of the television watching the news. So it's it's news. It's a nine o'clock news. So they're talking about, you know, Eddie Caputo's escape and how he got away and all this kind of stuff. And so she looks around like, okay, this little bratty ass boy and I put his goddamn doll in front of the television. So she grabs the doll and she brings it back to Andy in the bathroom. But Andy is still in the bathroom finishing up with his teeth. Um, and so she's like, you know, confronting him about this. You know, why would you put Chucky in front of the TV and you know I told you to go to bed and blah, blah, blah. And Andy's like, but I didn't do it. You know, so she's putting them both in the bed and Andy's like, I didn't put Chucky in front of the television. And she was like, you know, Andy, you shouldn't lie. And, you know, don't lie and blah, blah, blah. And I told you to go to bed. And Andy was like, I didn't do it. Like he's, he even asked Chucky if he did it. He was like, Chucky, did you do that? Did you go to the TV? And she was like, Andy, stop lying. And Andy like, bitch, I'm telling you the truth. Like it ain't me. <laughs> so she put them both in the bed. <laughs> like, bitch, I had said. Um, and she put them both in the bed. And she closes the door behind her. And so then when that happens, Andy tells Chucky, I told you she'll be mad at you if you watch the news. And so then Andy kisses Chucky and then goes to sleep. And so I was just like, you know what? That's why these babies don't be wanting to tell people nothing. Because when these babies be speaking their truth, adults don't be paying them children no mind. Mm -hmm. just be brushing them off, you know, like. Or, you're, you're, or it's like you know you you're thinking it's in a, um, their imagination because a lot of kids do have you know those vivid imaginations but in this case yeah it's a little different it was all the way different <laughs> yes um, so what uh the next scene i guess andy is in the bed and the maggie is um this next scene was kind of funny maggie is in the living room with the tv on but she's reading but it's dark in there why are you reading in the dark, Maggie? Right. Kind of crazy. So while she's in the living room, she hears a noise. It sounds like running footsteps, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So she's like, you know, startled. And she gets up to investigate. Mm -hmm. um, let's see. And I think I think so when she she's doing it, that. I think she saw it like out of the corner of her eye. And then she like looked around. Like a shadow or something. She, yeah. And then she went to yeah. see what, and yeah. And I think she called out to Andy first and then she heard another noise mm -hmm. and then she went to investigate. Yes. So while she's moving around, um, she just, uh, she goes to what the kitchen and um, she goes to the kitchen cause she's startled. And um, I had noticed that rotary phone in the back on the wall. And I'm Girl. like, damn, I ain't seen one of them. <laughs> yes. And um. The phone rings and she gets startled because like she's kind of on edge right now. And it's Karen calling her just to check up on Andy. And Maggie's pretty much like, girl, I'm fine, you know. Uh, and Karen's like, you don't sound fine. And she's just like, you know, I just, you know, got the uh, alone by myself. Willie's just jitters, but everything's good. So she assures her, you know, Andy's in bed. It's all good. No problem. Hangs up the oh, phone. And just, and then just before gets, that she when she gets in the kitchen um she sees she knocks over something well no she saw that there was a chair by the door by the living room door like on the way out she saw that there was a chair there yes and then when she tried to, when she went back into 
the kitchen, she saw the counter was covered in flour and the floor was covered in flour, like something had knocked it over or something like that. Yes. Um, and then when you look on the counter, you see these little spots on the counter. And mm -hmm. that's when the phone rang because she scared the shit out of her ass. Oh, okay, okay. I had got those parts mixed up, the flower or the phone call. Mm -hmm. So yeah, after the phone call, she goes to uh, clean up the flower. Mm -hmm. No, no. Well, yeah, she goes to clean up the flower. And when she's cleaning up the flower, she, I, I, she looks at these um, pots or something that yeah, are next to the window. Pots. Yeah. And because um, she's hearing this noise and she moves the center flower pot uh, to see if something is revealed there and nothing's there. Mm -hmm. So she's pretty much like, oh, I'm tripping. And when she turns around to go back to the flower, a hammer hits on our head and like <laughs> the hammer hits on our head. She's startled. She got hit in the head and it knocks her back. And she's like pretty much tipping back, tipping back all the way to the window. And she falls to the damn window yes. and it's a long yes. jump and her body plops on the car and she's obviously dead yeah so before we go even further i have questions mm -hmm. because i don't know how tall maggie is i'm assuming maggie's five four um the good guy doll i'm assuming the good guy doll is no more than two feet how did he get up to her forehead with that hammer on the counter so he was on the counter he like leapt at her I he did a leap I think he was on the, <laughs> I think he was on the counter. Like, cause if you notice in the film, when she turns around, like that hammer don't hit her immediately. Like she turned around and she looked, and then that hammer goes. She looked startled. So I think she was kind of caught off guard by what so he, he lunged at her in front of her, you know, and probably hit her ass. Back. He lunged at her. Like he he did a he did a run and jump it's and got up at the where her forehead is <laughs> I just needed the physics of how that murder happened that's all <laughs> right up in that like right in that area like right between in the center eye and where the center of your head is like bop. oh gosh yeah yes. I think I think she was yes, totally like cut, caught off guard like what in the fuck is on this bop and that was it but yeah I think his, <laughs> I think his butt was on that counter <laughs> <laughs> like what the fuck you knocked over the flower yeah. for though like what was the flower for what you did that for you just needed to make a mess you could have knocked over yeah. anything you had to knock over the flower son like why uh, all right so yeah so next scene so next scene we see um we see a bus pull up and it is karen getting off the bus i guess that's her mode of transportation mm -hmm. she gets off the bus and she's headed home and she looks and she notices there's a whole bunch of calamity around her house mm -hmm. she sees police presence and she's immediately thinking her kid and she's just like what's going on she's like this is my house and so she's immediately like andy andy so she runs up there gets up there and um she's concerned she's screaming andy in there um andy 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 and she can't see her son she's panicked and then she finally sees her son mm -hmm. and her son is with this cute ass detective who is starred by chris sarandon mm -hmm. who was the fine ass jerry lawler in fright night girl let me tell you he was so time, fine to me every in the movie. time every time i watch this film I call him Detective Fright Night. 
like that's I, <laughs> I the man clearly has a name he has a real name his name is chris sarandon but I call him Detective Knight. Yeah, and in this one, his name is Detective his, Norris. His yeah. name is Mike Norris in the movie. But no, I call him yes. Detective Fright Knight because when he, girl, I, I don't even know if I knew what those kind of wiles were for women. You know, like you could be seduced by a man. And I definitely know I didn't know that the term was called seduced. All I knew was he was doing and touching and doing stuff that made mm-hmm. my interest all the way peaked. And he was the cutest vampire girl. I, I wanted to be a vampire because of him. Girl, oh my God. What? <laughs> Detective, Detective Fright Night. That is his name. That's how I'm going to talk about Oh, Lord have mercy. In this movie. He's oh my goodness, detective girl! You you saying you wanted to be a f- vampire just threw me off. What happens on the next scene? Um, so she <laughs> she she finds Andy in the bedroom with Detective Fright Night. Um, and you know you see you see that oh, he's the detective know. from the beginning. Um, and then Andy tells Karen that Maggie had an accident. Yes, the detective from the beginning chase. Just in case anyone didn't catch that. Yes. Okay. Um, and so Maggie's like an accident. What the hell are you talking about? And so Detective Night Fright Night introduces himself um, and speaks to Karen about Maggie. Um, and he tells her Maggie is dead and that she fell from the kitchen window. Um, and then he goes in the kitchen and shows her these tiny footprints on the counter because of the goddamn spilled flour. Um, and he sort of implies that maybe Andy was the one that made it. Um, made the the footprints and so you know he says you know but he checked Andy's shoes uh, and none of those shoes match the footprints or whatever um, and so Andy runs out the room with Chucky and he says Chucky wants to know what's going on um, and Karen is trying to, <laughs> Karen is trying to send him back to the to the you know to the to the bedroom and I'm like Chucky as nosy as fuck like you know when you kill somebody you don't need to be knowing what the fuck people know like mind your business don't nobody even know you here but you trying to be all nosy so you trying to give yourself away um but she's trying to send Andy back to the room uh and then Detective Fright Night asks Andy um, what kind of shoes he was wearing. And so the detective checks the bottom of Andy's PJs uh, and Karen gets pissed and he's like, you know, go to bed and blah, blah, blah. And she starts chastising the detective and everything um, and she makes everybody leave. Um, And so Andy puts Chucky in the chair. You go back to the bedroom. Andy puts Chucky in the chair next to his bed. And he's getting ready to get in the bed. And when he lays in the bed, he notices the bottoms of Chucky's sneakers are white and dirty. So, mm-hmm. you know, Andy about to do what most children do. They talk too much or they, they say whatever the hell they got to say. He run his ass back to the room as the detective is about to get escorted out the house. And he tells his mama and with the detective standing by that he knows who was on the counter. And so the detective is like, who? And Andy is like, Chucky was on the countertop. And the detective was like, wow. <laughs> and the mama, <laughs> the mama was like, little nigga, didn't I tell you to go to bed? Like, what is she talking about? And he's like, I'm trying to tell you the truth. Like Chucky was on the counter, but she sent him to bed. And so he's all deflated. <laughs> 
you know, because she's not like taking him seriously and he don't believe him and stuff. And so she kicks the detective out um, and the detective uh, gives his partner the little hammer to, you know, bring to processing mm-hmm. stuff, you know, for evidence and all that. Um, so later on, Maggie is, uh, she's reading. Am I reading? Am I doing this? Or am I reading something else? Oh, wait, hold up, hold up. I might be messing up my notes. No, no, you got it to what you were talking about when Maggie was reading. Maggie dead, child. Yeah, that's why I'm like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I think my notes <laughs> messed up. But, no, so uh, at this at this point, the, the detectives get escorted out. And then, you know, she's, um, Karen's going to put um, Andy back to bed. And um, yes. what, what happens? Yeah, she, yeah she's so pretty she much like. Uh, escorts the detective out. Uh, the detective gives his partner the hammer. Um, as a possible murder weapon. And he he definitely ain't taking it seriously. Um, she hears Andy. She goes to I the mean, bathroom. I mean, who would? Exactly. She, she hears Andy. She goes to the bathroom and she hears Andy talking in his bedroom. And so she goes to the bedroom and she opens the door and then like she sees Andy sitting in front of Chucky in a chair. Um, and she asks Andy, who is he mm-hmm. talking to? And Andy's like, I'm talking to Chucky. Like, bitch, don't you see we having a conversation? Like, she literally opened the door <laughs> and they looked like they were having a conversation. And Andy like, bitch, what's wrong with you? You interrupting us. Um, and so Karen mm-hmm. is like, well, what has Chucky been telling you? You know, and Andy's like, he, he's spilling all the tea. Like, oh, now you want to listen. Well, all right. And so he was like, you know, Charles, he, he told me, Chucky told me his real name was Charles Lee Ray. And he said that he was sent down by daddy to play with me, you know. And then um, the mama was like, you know what? That's, that's. And so then. Yeah. So then Andy also says, Chucky, because let me finish spilling the tea, mama. Let me finish spilling the tea. And Chucky also said that Aunt Maggie was a real bitch and got what she deserved. And and Karen was. I hollered. Girl, I I hollered. I was like, wait. Because my thing was. You said it so childlike. Yeah, he was like, Aunt Maggie was a real bitch and got what she deserved. And the mama was like, Andy, why would you say such a thing? And Andy was like, I, I didn't say it. Chucky said this. Like, I, I don't even I don't even know what I'm saying. I just know that this is what he told me. And so my question was, why that woman had to be a real bitch? Because she didn't want y'all to watch TV. That lady had to die because she didn't want to let y'all watch the 9 o'clock and the 10 o'clock news. She didn't want to let y'all watch Don Lemon. I think that was pretty fucked up you know but <laughs> that's just me wow. yeah and then you know uh, his mom is pretty much like stop telling lies and then he's just like he can see his mom's upset and he was like okay mom you know i'll stop telling stories which right. was it was so sweet because he knew he was like covering up what was really tell the truth to like calm her down yeah and um i guess yeah. you know they um they retreat to bed and that's where that scene ends. And then the yeah. next scene well, is just yeah. absolutely fucking hilarious to me. Yeah, that scene, it was it was sad. Because he even told her, you know, I think you being mad with me because of what happened when at Maggie. And she was like, I sure am, baby. And I was like, why is this child more psychologically developed than, than us, us people? Um, and then when they well, got the kids in the bed, know him. they do, they do be knowing. Um, and then when they got in the bed, Andy told Chucky, um, he said, you were right that, you know, my mama wouldn't believe me. 
Um, and then Chucky no one looks, believed him. Yeah, and then Chucky looks at the door, and he, I think he sees Karen's feet, like the shadow of her feet at the door, and that's when he says, "Hi, I like to be hugged." And then they go to sleep, and Karen leaves. That little motherfucker okay. is up the sun. So. That's the end of that scene. And then we head to the next scene where Karen is taking Chucky to school. Yes. Um, not Chucky, <laughs> Andy. <laughs> My bad. Karen is taking Andy to school. And Andy um, is carrying Chucky with him, which is crazy because it's just like, I would never bring a big ass doll like that or think that's okay to bring to my classroom. Like, when was that ever allowed? But whatever. So um, he goes in there and then he sees his mom walk away for the rest of the day. I don't know if she's going to work or run errands mm -hmm. and like peeks his head out and then runs out the school. He ain't even going to class. Andy is in first grade or kindergarten he skipping class. Yeah, he got I about hollered. <laughs> like, <laughs> I hollered. <laughs> what, where are you going? Where are you going? damn christmas story goddamn onesie fucking get up and he was just like we out of here chucky like we we about to go you know like y'all going on a day not to mention yeah not to mention it is uh the setting is a chicago so it's snow everywhere so not only is he skipping mm -hmm. and is a damn child it's cold as hell like cold. crazy mm -hmm. so um you know, Andy is, um, the next thing we see, Andy is on the fucking Metro train subway with this dog, which is another thing. I'm just like, you know, I'm here in Atlanta. We have the Marta. And it's like, if I was to see like a child that young, unaccompanied by an adult with a dog, I would be like, what the fuck is going on? And like, that's how you can tell he's in a big city because no one gives a shit because I, especially like New York, kids do that all the time. No one gives a shit. And, you know, they're having their monorail adventures on this train. And then we start to notice the settings change. And we're like, OK, now Chucky is in the hood. He, yeah, he Chucky is and Andy in the hood. The quote unquote rough neighborhood. They are in the urban <laughs> neighborhood. <laughs> yes, it's, it's, it's real urban. Um, he gets off to this stop. I'm just like, Andy, you can tell Andy ain't never been here. So we are figuring that Chucky is telling him where to go. Mm -hmm. And he gets off at this sketchy ass stop. It looks like Skid Row, but yeah. in Chicago. <laughs> and um, you know, it's 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 like pretty much yes, it's pretty much the dregs of society. I'm talking about I seen crackheads, a drug deal, possible prostitution deal, and Andy's just you know, Lily White Andy with this doll just walking, minding his business. That's one thing I like about kids. Kids are like, kids are so naturally fearless until we tell them what they need to fear. Yeah. Andy's just like, me and my good guy doll, we're going on an adventure. Right. Chucky's so <laughs> telling me where to go and we doing it. We are going on an adventure. We skipping school. We about to make some bitches. We is living life right now. <laughs> I mean, no, because kids are fierce. Think about like, I think about like uh, when I was a child, me and my friends would uh, go off in the woods, like deep in the woods, just playing around. Bitch, I would not step foot in the woods as an adult now. Do you know what's in the woods? Because as a child, you are fearless. You're fearless. You're making up fake adventures in your head. It's crazy. Yeah. So um, they get to this house and the house looks dilapidated. Oh, dilapidated. Um, uh, 
which McCall Andy's pretty much like uh, he he sits Chucky on this chair outside because there's always a random chair outside in the hood and he's like Chucky sit here I have to go and tinkle and so he's over there tinkling and meanwhile he doesn't know but the audience knows that uh Chucky's turned on the gas um when he turns around to like look at Chucky, Chucky is gone. Chucky was sat down for like maybe two seconds mm-hmm. and Chucky's gone. Yeah. Um, so what happens the next thing? So when when we, we see Chucky run to the house, we then see Eddie uh, Caputo inside the house lying down on some. Oh, before we even house. talk about inside the house, talk about what we've seen in the house, child. That, oh, girl. So, so besides Eddie Ness being in the house, the house was like full of rats, full rats. of just junk. Like it, it, it literally looked like if all the bums in Chicago lived there for a night and ate and shit and pissed in that house, that's what it looked like. And it, it was just awful. And Eddie ass was just laying up in that bitch like. It was his home. Like this, this is my safe. Place. And I mean, he had his, he had a gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was squatting yeah. to, uh, I guess, yeah. evade the cops. Yeah. So we see Chucky go in that nasty ass kitchen, Ooh, just nasty. God. And he, um, he uh, opens the stove, and we can tell that it's a gas stove. Yeah. Um, and he, um, he turns the gas all the way up and, uh, the pilot is lit. So he blows it out and then he starts rummaging around the house and it's causing noise. So Eddie is alarmed. I'm sure Eddie's like already on 10 as far as the paranoia scale. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's got his gun out and he's just hearing these noise. So he starts shooting mm-hmm. and, you know, he's moving around the house and he's shooting and the oven is open. And, um, Andy, Andy eventually comes from his tinkle. And realizes that Chucky is missing. Um, and so he starts to call for Chucky while all of this stuff is going on. Um, and so Eddie's still looking around the house. He keeps shooting around at like random ass shit because he um, paranoid level 26. Um, and so he hears a giggle in like in the house. And he turns around and he looks. Um, but he sees Andy walking around the house um yelling for Chucky and so he I guess he looked at Andy like a little weird but like okay and so then he hears a giggle and he goes to investigate again and so eventually Andy is still calling for Chucky but Andy starts to gravitate toward like away from the house um and then Eddie goes down to investigate in the kitchen and he shoots in the kitchen and blows up the entire fucking house brick all and i'm like I the way the house, house came down the, i'm like was that house made out of graham crackers the way it crumbled <laughs> like i know it was i know it was dilapidated and it was not that house like just tumbled like you know when you got them dilapidated houses or buildings in the hood you need to call in somebody to do a demolition thing yeah. no you don't need to do none of that like you just need to throw that house in the trash compartments it's already done like it was just crazy so um (laughs) so the next scene we see uh (laughs) no 
girl, you saw the way the house just fell apart. It, 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 it was so simple. Like, I'm like, you know how like you have like your water container, like your, you know, your little thing, you put your, your, your pitcher, you put your water in and like somebody poured the water out. That's how the house fell down. Like it was, it was literally like pouring yeah. bricks. Like it just fell apart. Yeah, it was ridiculous. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Oh my goodness. So the next scene, we see poor Karen running. God bless Karen. Like her ass is always running frantically from to and fro. Mm-hmm. And she is running in um, what the police station. Yes. And um, she's met with um, detective, what Tut likes to call Fright Night. <laughs> His fine ass. <laughs> and it looks like, like um, you know, and um, she's pretty much like, what's been going on? And Detective Fright Night's like, have you gone to pick up Andy from school? And she's like, no, not yet. And um, he's pretty much like, um, we got him here, right? Isn't that what happened? Yeah, he was like, you know, he's he in was like, okay, yeah, come with me. And then in the next scene, you see Andy and Chucky sitting in an interrogation room with his partner. Um, and you know, and is just chilling, just sitting up there like a little gentleman drinking his little water. And the partner, he, really was. he really was like a little gentleman. Like he took his little sip of water and was like, yes, I do know X, Y, and Z, you know? Um, and so the partner was like questioning him about, you know, Aunt Maggie's death, um, and asked him how, you know, what he thought about the death. Did he know anything about the death? Um, and Andy, you know, sipped his water and was like, yeah, Chucky told me that, you know, he saw her and she got scared and fell out the window. Um, and then when that happened, um, uh, Karen comes into the interrogation room and meets with Andy and then Detective Fright Night tells his partner to leave. Um, and that's when Karen tells Andy that nobody believes him about Chucky and unless he tells the truth that they're going to take him they're away take from him. her and so you know andy you know like the 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 real cute honest little pure little boy that he is he start pleading with chucky like you hear this like bro you gonna leave me hanging like this like, <laughs> i know you i know you see what's going on like you're not gonna talk like you, i need you to say something and so and you know chucky just sitting there like bro i don't know what you're talking about and you know andy is like come on say something and andy start like becoming violent with him and shaking him mm-hmm. and you know i need you to say something they're gonna take me away if you don't say something and chucky politely whipped his little head around and was like you know hi i'm chucky and you want to be friends or i like to be hugged that's what he said hi i like to be mm-hmm. hugged and andy punched his ass in the chest <laughs> And he was like, you son of a bitch, pow. And he like ran up to his mama. He was like, Chucky's lying. And Chucky said that um, if I should never tell anybody about him or he would kill me and I'm not lying. And, and so then the doctor, I guess, who had been observing this from maybe another room or something like that. Um, like we've seen mama, enough. Yeah, he was like, I have seen enough. And I recommend that Andy spend a few days at the hospital. And I was like, that's some fucked up shit. Like, well, can I ask you a question? Because I'm like, did I miss something? So, um, you know, they have Andy in custody. Did they say anything to Karen about like where they got Andy from? Did they mention to her 
an explosion happened where Eddie Caputo was? Was that mentioned? And I did not see that mentioned at all. Okay. Yeah. That's, that was something I was just like, I don't remember them saying that. And I would think she would want to be like, okay, he wasn't in school. Where was he at? Or why is he here? And and it's probably a conversation that they had off camera. But that should have been some mm. shit on camera because I would have loved to have seen her face. Like, how the fuck did he even get out there? You know? Yeah. But, but no, I, I did not see them mention any word of how that child got out there, where they found them, that they knew that explosion happened out there. Nothing. So I don't know if yeah. they even thought the two were connected, which was probably why they didn't say anything. So I don't know. Right, right, right. Okay, so the next scene, so we've, you know, discussed that uh, Chucky, not Chucky, Andy is going to, I guess, the children's hospital, custody, whatever you call it. Next thing we see, Karen is going back to her apartment and she has Chucky in tow. And we're back. So we're back. So in this next scene, like I said, this this is one of my favorite scenes in the film. Um, So... Karen arrives home with Chucky. You know, she has left her son at this place and, you know, she's feeling some kind of way or whatever. So she arrives home with Chucky and she sits him in front of her on a sofa and she just looks at him and she says, say something, you little bastard. Say something, damn it. And I had questions because I'm just like, okay, your child is saying that, you know, this, this, this doll is telling him all of this stuff or whatever, but you don't even believe that the child is doing all of this. Okay. So why is your first instinct to berate the doll? Like you could have just you know, said, say something, but you had to like, I think it's messy and call this child, call this doll a little bastard you know, like, and be like forceful and stuff. I was like, I see why this man did what the hell he was going to do. You didn't have to call him no little bass. You could have just been like, say something, talk to me. You know, you know I think, I think it was just a, a combination of just a lot of frustrations and like, you know, she know her child better than the rest of us would know him. And like, she's probably thinking, my child has never acted like this before until I got this doll. You know, my friend is uh, dead, got bust through my window. Mm-hmm. Uh, my child's skipping class. This shit has all been in the course of two days. It's a lot going on. You know what? <laughs> Thank you for putting that to me like that. Because I was like, you didn't, you didn't have to be nasty with this doll like this. Like, you could have just said, hey, talk to me, Chucky. Like, sub, sub, but you just like straight up called him a little bastard and the thing ain't even did you nothing. Or you wasn't even sure that the thing did you anything. But she says, you know, say something, you little bastard. Say something, damn it. And Chucky responds in typical toy fashion. Hi, I like to be hugged. And so Karen, like, she's just in disbelief. And she's just like laughs. Like, I can't believe, you know, I thought this doll was going to say something or whatever. Um, And so she feels dumb. So she gets up, you know, she takes off her coat. You know, she's just going to, you know, be around the house. She goes to the kitchen. And she spots the box the doll came in. So she starts to walk away with the box and she like kind of jiggles it a little as she walks away and the fucking batteries fall out of the box. 
Listen, bitch, I ain't never been so afraid of batteries in my whole life. That is, never have a pack of D batteries scared the fuck out of me. Batteries. When has batteries ever been scary? Batteries ain't never been scary. This bitch dropped the batteries. She dropped the box. And I'm like, all this time, Chucky, the doll, is facing that direction. So I'm like, I know you see what's going on, bruh. Like, this this is your opportunity to drop out this bitch and just run. But no peace sat his little ass up there. So she creeped over there, you know. She went and picked him up. <laughs> and then she slowly turned him on his stomach. She removed the little back, little part of his little clothing and she opened that little back slot and they have not named one battery in this little motherfucker. Emptied naked on the hollow compartment. <laughs> just not real. And then the next thing you know, Chucky head whipped the fuck around in her hand and he was like, hi, I'm Chucky, wanna play? And that bitch dropped Chucky. Like she screamed and she dropped him. And that bastard did a tuck and roll under the sofa. So and why did Chucky's head like turn the exorcist style? Like the doll head ain't supposed to turn. Girl, that fucking head whipped around like Willow Smith whipped her head back and forth, whipped that bitch around. And then he bounced on the floor and rolled, tucked and rolled under the sofa. So I have questions because if I'm just witnessing this, I'm, I'm not going to look for this dude. I don't care where he dropped. I'm getting the fuck out the house. This apartment belongs to you. Yes. This, this ain't my apartment no this more. Is, this is Chucky's house right now. This is Chucky's apartment. Mm -hmm. I don't live here. Andy don't live here no more. I'm about to grab my coat mm -mm. and I'm going, I'm, I'm going to meet up with that peddler that sold me that box and we going to be a family because I'm going to be living on the street because I'm not living in this house. <laughs> Hell fucking no. So what you what you think she do? We we just told you what we gonna do. We not living in the house. What you think she did? She does what we tell people not to do. Yes. Don't go in there, girl. Yes. This bitch mm -hmm. went and looked under the damn sofa, and she did it slow too. She looked under the sofa. So she creep her little ass down there real slow, like Chucky to moved or some shit. And she peek up under the sofa and there is Chucky under the sofa, just, just lying there. And so she poke at him a couple of times and then she pull him from under the sofa. And then she orders him to talk, you know, talk to me, talk to me, damn it. And then she says, you know what? I'm going to make you talk. <laughs> and I was like, oh, fuck. So she walks over, like, I love this. Like, this is my favorite part of this goddamn film. She grabs Chucky. She walks him over to the fireplace. She sets the fire and she, like she, she strikes the match. She turns on the gas. She strikes the match. She throws the match in the fire and it just goes boosh, like big ass fire. And then she holds this little nigga up and she says, I said, talk to me, damn it, or else I'm going to throw you in the fire. You stupid bitch, you filthy slut! Did you fuck with me? I, 
you know, when, when, when somebody starts talking to me like that, the, the dog clearly does not sound like it was sounding all day with my son. Mm-mm. It's got a little bit more bass in his voice. It's got an accent. It, it's, um, it's clearly belligerent, you know, it, mm-hmm. it, knows, it knows some cuss words. So at some point, those all the cuss words. Yeah, at, at some point, I would have had to have thrown this little motherfucker down. But no, she's just like struggling with this thing. Um, and they're fighting, and eventually, like she gets—I don't know if she fell on the ground or the struggle like made her stumble on the ground or whatever. But Chucky is fucking her ass up. I mean, just a slapping and all over, and eventually. She tries to like hold him away and he take and he bite a big ass chunk of her arm and bites so the shit out of her. Bite the absolute shit out of her ass. And so then she she tosses him away. Um and he looks like he's about to run back towards her, but instead he runs outside. Um and so she gives chase for his ass outside. He catches the elevator. And so he's going down the elevator and she runs down the flights of stairs to kept to, to catch him, but she misses him and eventually he gets down to the bottom before her and he escapes. He's and, gone. and this is the part that I don't understand. Like, girl, he ran away from you. You're good. Right. <laughs> why are we why are we why are we going towards the danger? Exactly. Why are we going exactly. towards the danger? And then you know how you mentioned how they were having their struggle. I'm like, you know, because we're all like, when we see him, we're like, that's a damn doll. And we get it. Like after the shock and fear, you should be like, oh, this is a doll. Like I got him. And I wonder when he his uh human turns on, does his strength powers activate? Does he just get like super strong, even though he little? You know, I was just wondering. That's what I was wondering too, because I mean, he, I mean, because not only with him, but you know, later on in the film, he does some things, and I'm like, wow, is he really fucking all over like this? Like, it's a, it's a doll, y'all. But that, that yep, that happened. Live, fucking Chucky was, it was like, bitch, you, you fucked around and found out, like. Mm-hmm. You didn't have to. You didn't have to fuck around and find out, but you fucked around and you found out. And I was just through the roof because I mean, even like even the doll's face, because you know you see how like angelic and cherubic that little face looks with that little blank. And it turns and, and that and it turns like, demonic quick. Yes. Oh my god! Everything about the like face, it, like the lips. Like, yeah. Just the yes, because even everything. Because when the doll had the angelic look, it even had like a sheen and a glow. And now it looked like, now it looked like his skin looked like he'd been smoking cigarettes yes. and, you know, drinking, not taking his vitamins. It looked dull. It was just all yes. bad. Yeah, it, was it was all bad. So she runs downstairs and um, we see that she's running and she uh, goes towards so at the police station. She finds Detective Norris. And she's pretty much explaining like, hey, um, Chucky's real. Andy wasn't lying. I just pretty much tussled with him up there. And he's looking like, look, bitch, you ain't got to be lying to. I know your son is in children's jail. But like, come on, girl. Like, I am tired. <laughs> I've worked a long day. And she's like, you know, she's like, I ain't lying. Like, you know, I opened the batteries wasn't in them. I opened them. He had no batteries. And then he cussed me out and we started tussling. He even bit me. And then, you know, she shows him the bite and he's pretty much like, where the fuck did that come from? And she's like, 
nigga, I just told you he just bit me. Right. And he pretty much is like blowing her off. Like, you know, you ain't got to lie to kick it. Like, you know, I know you're stressed out and you want your baby out of children's jail, but like, go home. Right. And she's just like, do fuck you. And, you know, she runs the opposite way. And he's like, what are you doing? And she was like, gonna look for Chucky, which is just fucking insane to me. Like, why are we running towards the fucking danger? I'm not looking for this dude. And, um, and then as far as, no, as far as, uh, going to find Chucky, I think she lets him know that, uh, she got the doll from a peddler and that's where she's going to go find Chucky. And he's pretty much like, you do not want to go to that part of town and this part of night. It's just sketch. It's probably sketch during the daytime, but at night the freaks come out at night. It's just going to be crazy. Yeah. And you know, she she's said, just not hearing them. Cause she's like, she said she, said she was going to start there first. She was going to look for Chucky and she bought him from the peddler and she was going to start there first. And he's like, you don't want to go down there. <laughs> and you don't want to go down in this part of town at night. And she was like, fuck you, my son. We and see her walking. <laughs> yeah. She's walking through the streets of Chicago and it's cold. And I'm like, I know she's determined. Like, you know, and this is, I mean, you know, Jesse Smollett, he was lying, saying he was walking in the streets of Chicago. I met you, bro. Going to Subway to get something to eat. <laughs> and I knew he was lying because, like, she even looked like it's cold, but it's like it's a mother's love. And I'm like, wouldn't nobody walk through those kind of conditions for a $5 foot long? It's bullshit. That's why we knew that nigga was lying. But anyway. It's cold as fuck. <laughs> They got real for real snow out there. <laughs> like, uh-uh. Yeah. It's too cold out there. Mm-mm. Yes. And, um, and Jesse was in the middle of a winter vortex, but I digress. So she's going down there and she gets to this um, Chicago skid row looking area. And she's seeing the other homeless people and she's describing this guy. And she even does this motion with her teeth pretty much like, have you seen a guy with fucked up teeth? And a lot of people are like, no. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. And she gets to this one section and it's lit. This look like, I guess, where they really party in these people. And she sees the guy and he's hugged up with another, I guess, a female peddler. And she gets his attention. She's like, hey, hey. And at first he's startled because he's like, who the fuck is this bitch? You know, he don't want no problems. Right. And she was just like, hey, you remember me? Um, I came with my friend here the other day. I brought the good guys out from you. And she's like, want to know questions about it. And um, she, he's pretty much like, okay, I remember you. Like, what's up? And she was trying to ask questions. And he's pretty much like, look, I ain't telling you nothing unless, you know, give me some money. And she was like, um, well, you know, I don't have much, but um, I'll see what I can get you. And it looked like she pulled out like $3. <laughs> and he was like... <laughs> He got real, he got real uppity on her, didn't he? He was like, that ain't enough. And I'm like, nigga, I know it take you a long time to make $3. Don't get bougie. And um, she just felt helpless and disgusted. Oh my God. Like rape and assault ain't cool, but rape by a yuck mouth peddler. Ugh. And so while he's got her like on the always made me uncomfortable watching this part and i don't know yeah. if it, i don't i don't know if it was because like this this was possibly about to happen or the fact that he just thought he was it was him that was going yes. to make it happen yeah like 
Like he just was so arrogant with it. Like, no, 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 you got a lot and blah, blah. Nigga, if you don't back up off me with your fucking stanky piss fucking smelling coat, if you don't get the fuck out of my face, like, and I was just like, damn, you going to get raped by a fucking hobo with um, with no teeth, just a- That sold you a demonic doll? It's yeah. just all bad. I'm like, glad he didn't, do, I'm glad it did not happen because she would have had to been in all the therapies. Yeah. For no, real. I, I was just so he leaned- Therapy sister, good Lord. <laughs> Yes. So he leans her ass on the car like she's on her back. And before he can like lean in to do whatever, um, Detective Norris comes out of nowhere and pretty much like punches the guy or, you know, manhandles him. I forget exactly what he did, but he pretty much was like, get the fuck on. And he saves her. Oh, he kicked him in. the um, That's what happened. Mm-hmm. He sure did. I was like, he did something. So he, he kicked the man in the nuts and then he pulled out his gun and scared away all of the other bums that was watching. Um, and then he- And they the scattered like roaches. They sure did. And he picked the guy up again and he basically told him, you know, answer, be polite and answer the lady's question. And he was like, I don't know what you're talking And he was like, where did, oh, where did you get the doll? doll from? And so he told him he got it from a burned down store, a burned down toy store on Wabash, I think is what he said. Um, and, and, and Detective Friday Night, you see a look on his face. Yes, a familiar look on his face. Um, and so then the man runs off. Um, and so the detective walks off. And so Karen runs after him and she asks him, you know, what 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 did the guy say that bothered him so much? Um, and the detective tells her that that's the place where Charles Lee Ray died, the Lakeshore Strangler. He died there and he was partners with Eddie Caputo. And she was like, okay, well, I need to head over there. She was like, she gonna go to the store. And he was like, there's nothing there, you know? And she was like, well, how would you know? She was, he was like, because I was, oh, she's, he said there's nothing there because it was struck by lightning the night that uh, Charles Lee Ray died. And she turned around and she was like, well, how would you know that? And that's when he admitted that he was there and that he was the one who killed him. And so she was just like, and she was looking at him like, you little shit. Yes, yes. (laughs) You little shit. You knew all this time who the fuck I was talking about. (laughs) She was like, why you didn't tell me this and stuff? And he was just like, you know, it just didn't seem like something, you know, to tell anybody. Um, and then he also mentions, cause she asked him, she was like, what happened that night? What did he say? And she, he mentions that, you know, Charles Lee Ray threatened to kill him, Eddie Caputo. So they drive home and they get to the house and he tells Maggie, not Maggie, he tells Karen, um, you know, that he's sorry that she didn't find any information to help, um, to help. And then she was like, I did find out information. She was like, I found out Charles Lee Ray is Chucky. Um, I just need to find out how he got himself inside the doll. And it was at that point that Detective Fright Night was just like, fuck, you gotta get the you gotta get your fucking crazy ass out of my car. Good night. Like you gotta like we gotta go to bed. We both had long days. Right. And she's pretty much like, well, it's important that we find out now because um Eddie Caputo is dead and like you're here. He was gonna threaten you. And so like he's yeah. dead and you're next, obviously. And so um he was like, like, mm-hmm. you gotta go. And so she tried to like barricade, like lock herself in the damn door. <laughs> and her stupid ass rolled up the window, but she didn't lock the door. So he just politely opened <laughs> that shit. I was like, see, this woman ain't got no smarts about her. <laughs> 
like that or she just stressed out right <laughs> so he he was just like go to bed and she was like she was like but she was like i pretty much know you said you don't tie up no loose ends so i know you're gonna follow this and you know i'm pretty much a loose end right now right yeah and so he he blew her off and like take your ass to bed girl i got to go home and so we, the next thing we see was it held true to what she said because he takes his ass to the police station to pull up the file on Charles Lee Ray sure. to just find out more about him. And then he retreats back to his car and I guess he's going to go home and probably, you know, do some research. So he's in the car driving, just driving, you know, heading home. Yep, and then out of nowhere, he pushed a little cigarette lighter in so mm-hmm. he smoking his little cigarette in the car he was chilling yeah and out of nowhere we see a fucking rope or something going around his neck so he getting strangled by chucky chucky was in the back of the car hiding and so he's driving and getting strangled and it's just like now he's all in traffic and it's just like it's a very anxiety laden scene because it's like the car he's he's going down the wrong way and cars are trying to move out the way and Chucky and I told you that that doll strength it must activate because he's strangling like he's like a hundred and ninety pound man it's crazy um and you can see he's struggling because he's trying to like press the brake but he's you know he's struggling with all of this like puppet strength back there that he just keeps stuck on the <laughs> not puppet strength and so what he does he grabs he grabs the car cigarette lighter um because he's trying to think what he can get his hands on and then he presses it against chucky's cheek which was behind him so that causes chucky to let go because he got burned um and um the next scene is just his work so he's in the car he's like panicking because chucky's in the car and then chucky takes his knife and starts stabbing the back of the car seat so he's trying to like still drive and not hit cars and not get stabbed but like not you you can't relax in the back of the seat and chucky is just stabbing just stabbing and then it stops and then chucky go from under the seat (laughs) and start stabbing so now you stabbing close to where this man's ass and private parts is and mind you he's still driving crazy it's just it's it's all bad it's just a bad situation stabbing stabbing it was just bad it was bad it and uh and then he's trying to like dodge cars it's a really bad situation and um it eventually he crashes into something and it causes the car to flip over. Mm-hmm. So now he's upside down he's in the most vulnerable, situ- vulnerable situation. He can't get out the damn car. And now you see Chucky running around the car, taunting him, mm-hmm. trying to get him. It, it's just, it's just fucked up. So, so he never gets, well, well Chucky, um, I guess he got out the car after it flipped, but the detective, um, he never got out the car. He just like flipped himself in the car to where he's laying on the roof because the car is upside down Hmm. um and so chucky runs up on him with the knife and goes to stab him but he i I think he deliberately did not stab him at that moment like he just stabbed him in the side he was was taunting him yeah fucking with him the entire time so he's just like running around the car and detect the fright night is just shooting at random little spots where he thinks chucky is and um eventually chucky 
um, gets the knife back. And so uh, while he's still running around, Chucky is like, you know, shooting won't work because he can't be hurt. He can't hurt him. Um, and so then Chucky lunges at the detective with the knife and the detective shoots him in the chest and Chucky runs and blows off. him back yeah mm -hmm. no but as far as getting out the car we never saw a scene where he got out the car that's what i meant that's not correct. at that moment like yeah. okay so like chucky eventually gets shot runs away and so that scene ends right yeah oh it's a lot that you know what between between karen finding the doll alive and then detective norris in the car there's a lot of action that happened yeah this this is a pretty steady movie you know like Mm -hmm. and, and it and i mean given that yeah it's a it's a guy that's trapped in a doll like it still all seems kind of plausible <laughs> like this could happen but yeah it's it's full of action um it's it's full of like anxiety and intensity so mm -hmm. yeah it's 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 a pretty it's a pretty cool goddamn film i love it okay love it. so so the next thing that happens is um karen goes to chucky's house yeah because yeah, she we, wants to find yeah, out during that time when she was talking to detective fright night she asked detective fright night where chucky lived um before mm -hmm. he like finally put her out the car um so in the next yeah. scene, you see karen paying somebody to go into an apartment and then you see like all of these drawings and stuff on the wall and then you learn um that it's charles lee ray's apartment and you can see that he's really into some spiritual modo mojo voodoo baba yaga kind of shit you know like dambala um trying to like how to like cheat death and all of this kind of stuff um and so while she's looking at all of these different pictures and symbols detective fright night comes up behind her scares the shit out of her um and he she asks mm -hmm. him what he's doing there and he tells her that he did exactly what she said he was gonna do he went and pulled charles lee ray's file uh after he left her um and he said and he learned two things he said he learned that chucky was charles lee ray's nickname um and that charles lee ray spent time with this gentleman named John Bishop. And then when you look at the picture that the detective has, you see that the picture matches- In the file. Yeah, in the file, you see that it matches the drawing of this same man on the wall. Um, and that they- Yeah, and on the wall is a picture of him, like in like kind of, he looks kind of like a deity or a witch doctor. Mm -hmm. And I guess it's a picture of what I have to assume is Charles naked, like praising him. It, mm -hmm. it was. Charles just drawn on the wall of his apartment, but I mean he's a killer, so I guess he just don't have any code or don't give a goddamn about a security deposit. Um, right. Because <laughs> <laughs> who's gonna repaint over all this shit? You know, who's gonna do this? I mean, he's a criminal. He's a like, criminal. Is that okay? Is that what, is that what so, you rob people for, so you can be able to paint this shit up in the house? Like, bro, like other people gotta live here eventually. You know, right. So, so um the next scene um next scene is at john's house we see him walk into his kitchen and he's about to fix him some tea um and then somebody says hi john and john looks around like who the fuck is that and then he finally sees chucky and chucky's like hi and he drops his tea like that dude is spooked as fuck um and, and you know what was interesting mm -hmm. 
little side note, um, the way Chucky was moving, and this movie came out in like 89. I was like, damn, this is like good puppeteering work or movement. But then I found out that Chucky, because um, we see other good movement of him throughout the movie, mm-hmm. the stunt double was actually um, an actor named Ed Gale. So that's why his movements were so fluid, the walking or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Ed Gale was the guy that played Howard the Duck. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Huh. So I just wanted to, you know, drop. I just wanted to drop that tidbit of information because I was like, this is really good movement and puppeteering for 1989. Like, yeah, I got to look into this. So it, that's what it that was. Look like, you know, it didn't look like robo, you know, like animatronic or anything like that. Like that thing was mm-hmm. just moving. But yeah, that's that's pretty interesting because they did use puppeteers at like, you know, the puppet at one point, And then at some point you can kind of see that it looked like this person is really moving like a really small ass person. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what else? For a long, long time, um, I used to think that the guy who played John, you ever saw this, this, it was like a TV miniseries, long, long, like back in the 80s, it was called uh, Shaka Zulu. Mm-hmm. And the guy yeah, who we- played Shaka Zulu, I think it's like Henry Seeley or something like that. Mm-hmm. For a long That's, time. Wait, are you saying John is him? No, I thought for a long time that that was the same person because they got that nice little raspy voice, that deep commanding voice. And so for a yeah, the guy who time, played Shaka Zulu had a more chiseled face. Yeah, um, happy Black History Month, you all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he did. <laughs> Um, but for a long time, I thought it was that man. I just thought he had gotten a little bit older and, you know, whatever. Oh, okay. But come yeah. to find out, this was a whole different damn man. So I was disappointed when I found that out. I was upset. Damn, Ted, we don't all look alike. I know. <laughs> I'm messing with you. <laughs> really it really was that voice like his voice was you're yeah. an abomination and i was like that's the man that plays shaka zulu but it wasn't him jesus oh christ <laughs> happy black history month everybody um so um so john sees chucky and he's startled yes and uh you know, he's pretty much like, Chucky, like, what's up? You know, I ain't seen in a while. What's going on? And he was like, look, you know, I've been coming to you uh, because, you know, I wanted to learn pretty much immortality. And he was like, and the other day I got shot. And you know what? That shit hurt. Mm-hmm. I didn't think I could get hurt. What the fuck is going on? Yeah. And the man's pretty much like, you're becoming human. And Chucky's like shook, like, what the fuck you talking about? He's like, the longer you stay in that body, you're pretty much going to be permanent in that body and you're going to become a human, which means you you could die. Like if anything vulnerable happens to you. Yeah. And he's pretty much like, that's some bullshit. You didn't tell me that. Like, so how do I pretty much fix this? And he's like, um, the way you fix it is to pretty much capture your soul into the first person that you told about, you know, what you did to become what you are now. And Chucky's pretty much like, I can't fucking believe it. So pretty much I've been telling all the tea to Andy. So I need to go get Andy. Like I'm going to be six years old again. Right. And he's like, well, then he asked something like, well, how exactly I do it or something. And John said something like, you're an abomination. Like I ain't gonna help you. Some shit like that. Yeah, he, you know, and he was he going to uh, run away. He was like he took and perverted 
all of the teachings that he taught him and 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 used yeah. them for evil and called him an abomination. And so, you know, told him he, he pretty much die. did what Mr. Did the ceiling. You're black. You're ugly. <laughs> you're nothing. <laughs> you're black. You're poor. You're Happy ugly. Black History Month. <laughs> you can't cook. You're like, what? <laughs> Damn. Oh, and so yeah, he was he going to so I think he was going to call the police um and then Chucky and then like, Chucky Chucky was Chucky was like see I knew he was Chucky was like I knew he was gonna possibly be on that bullshit so I had some insurance for myself mm-hmm. and he pulls out a voodoo doll yeah and he was just like you know that's what you get for showing me all you you know spilling all your tea and showing me where everything is mm-hmm. and um he starts to break parts of the body like his what's he break his legs like what's he asking for exactly so john john told him to give him back that doll and so he was running toward Mm. chucky to get the doll back and chucky was like oh so you want it back well how do you want it broken leg and so he broke the leg first um and then he was like he was just gonna keep on breaking stuff until John tell him what he need to tell him. And John was like, I ain't never gonna tell you nothing. And then he was like, All right, well, you want a broken arm? And bap, he broke that arm. And then it was like, Oh, and so he was like, you know, I'm gonna keep on breaking shit until you tell me what I need to know. And so that's when John told him that he has to transfer his soul into the first human being that he revealed his true self to. And so Chuck, oh Lord, so I done said all the shit earlier. My bad. <laughs> So, yeah. so Chucky this um, happens with us sometimes <laughs> Chucky starts laughing because he's like seriously like the first person I revealed myself to was a six-year-old kid and so he was just delighted he was like I'm gonna be a six-year-old kid again you know and so he tells John well you know what peace out I gotta go find my main man Andy and in the meantime you got a date with death and so he stabbed the voodoo doll and left out the house and uh after he left out the house that's when detective fright night and the mama pull up in the car um but they too late so they get upstairs and john is bleeding out on the floor and detect the detective is trying to figure out what's going on but john is explaining to the mama that they have to go save her son um that they have to kill chucky and she's like how you know you gotta kill he's like you gotta kill chucky by destroying chucky's heart because it's almost human, you know, and that's how you destroy him. You you kill the heart, and then John dies. Which is different from, you know, seems like like a zombie movie. You gotta what? Shoot him in the brain. Yeah, Chucky, you gotta hit him in the heart. That was messed up. He didn't have to do John like that. He really did not. Okay. He did not. But it was unnecessary. Dude, that dude was like, bro, look. Um, I'm trying to I'm trying to get out this body real quick because I am not trying to spend the rest of my life in a doll. So I need and then he told him it's your fault that this happened. You got me into this. I'm like, what nobody around when you decided you wanted to insert your soul into a goddamn good guy doll. Nobody ain't tell you to do that. Right. Then nobody. This was then you, nobody. You gonna blame it on this man because you know you you a crackhead something wrong with you you know so the next scene um chucky's in the children's hospital jail whatever you want to call it um and he's looking out the window and he sees (laughs) chucky coming for him 
It's so fun. And you can't catch a break. You think like, oh, I'm in custody. I'm safe. Right. And Chucky's coming up right. them steps. Like when Chucky is dead set on something, he goes after it. He is determined. And so Andy's coming to the door like, somebody help me. He's going to come and get me. Mm-hmm. He's going to come and kill me. And he's yeah. and it was sad because he starts crying. Yeah, because the doctor come his ass to the door because Andy is like, doctor, help me. Chucky's here. Chucky's here. And the doctor come to the door and he like, oh, I don't see nobody in here. And Andy's like, but Chucky is here. Like he's here and he's coming to kill me. And the doctor was like, oh, you know, ain't, ain't nobody here, child. I, I'll be right back. And so that's when he stuck his little arm out the window and he's like, but Chucky is here and he's going to kill me. And he just had this little cutest little sad little expression and he was crying and I felt so bad for him because he looked so cute. And he looked so sad, but that poor little child couldn't catch a break. Like, I'm sick of all these goddamn adults in this movie. I'm sick of all y'all. Like, y'all, not now one of y'all is helping me with this shit, you know. That poor right? baby, so that Chucky, poor baby had to save himself. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So Chucky scales the walls. Mm-hmm. I don't know how he's doing this because he's a doll. And he looks, I guess, in the room where Andy's key, where Andy's room number would be in, and the keys, whatever office that is. And so he somehow gets the keys. He gets in the room and gets the keys. And he goes to Andy's room and opens the door. And he sees uh, the bed. And it looks like Andy would be under the bed. So he goes to the door the bed, hops on the bed, crawls there, and pulls the sheet back. And he sees it. Andy didn't put like some shit in there to make it look like something. Mm-hmm. And Andy pretty much jugged on his ass right. while he, because um, Chucky still had the key in the door and uh, goes out the door, closes the door, and lock Chucky in the door mm-hmm. to trap him. And Andy, <laughs> you know what's so funny? While Chucky was coming up there, Andy was like, I got to get the fuck out of here. Andy had his full outfit on, his coat. His shoes, you know, all his shit that he went into custody with, old outfit, and was trying to run up out of there. And when he was running, uh, the doctor, I guess who's the head doctor of that program, grabs Andy and pretty much is like, it's going to be okay. You need to chill out, chill out. And so he takes him in another room and he tries to sedate him. And um, Andy is trying to fight him like, no, Chucky's here. And, you know, the doctor, all the adults ain't trying to hear that shit. Like, no, no, no. And trying to fight him. And he's trying to... uh, get the needle out with whatever it is he even knocks off the doctor's glasses which i thought was hilarious Mm -hmm. um it didn't work and chucky uh we see yes and we see chucky grab um i guess a scalpel or was it his knife no his knife it was a scalpel Mm -hmm. and um the doctor is standing up and you know chucky's little so he goes and he cuts the doctor's leg which um makes him fall down and then (laughs) Yeah, because he stabbed him behind then, his knee with that scalpel. <laughs> his ass. And then I don't know. I guess they're doing shock treatments in this hospital. Like, because what kind of fucking place is a, this? It's a psychiatric hospital. And this man's There's a shock helmet. <laughs> There's a shock helmet. And while this man is down on the floor, Chucky puts the damn helmet on the man, like, smoothly. Yes. And then he goes to the shock machine and turns that shit on and the man is getting electrocuted and Andy's watching this and he's traumatized and he's like no yeah. stop it 
stop it and you you can tell he's traumatized and the man is just getting shocked and shocked and shocked and to the point now we're starting to see discolors discoloration with his skin and uh blood coming out his eyes blood coming out his mouth it's just it's it's all bad um he is very crispy about it man. very yeah and and he he dies uh so next no no the next thing uh, we have to assume chucky took andy right no 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 we assume that that andy ran his ass off um because okay. the detective the detective and karen show up um and the detective's partner pulls him to the side and tells him that the doctor was fried to a crisp and that andy escaped and so the detective detective fright night asks his partner did you see chucky was did you see anything and the partner was like why the hell would i see chucky like what what does chucky have to do with it or whatever um and so they were like well we don't know or we have to find andy or stuff like that and so the detective was like well maybe the mom knows where andy might go in the meantime the mom over there talking to one of the little crazy little girl patients in the hospital and she tells the detective that the little girl uh-uh, don't do that little girl like that because you know what People no. thought Andy was crazy. She might just be a regular little girl. She probably is what a regular little girl, but they didn't make her look like a regular little girl. They made her look like <laughs> they made her look like something was wrong with her. Like she was a little bit of Angelina Jolie and girl interrupted. Um, but this <laughs> the little girl, the little girl told Andy's mama that Chucky was here and he was looking for Andy. Um, and so the detective asked. Karen, where would Andy go? And she said, I always told Andy to go home if he was in trouble. And so that's where they were headed. So then the next scene, we see Andy arrive home and Andy moved the carpet girl. Andy started barricading the front door and everything. Like this was some shit that he either had done before. He had done been in this situation before. He had done learned it from watching movies or whatever. But baby, he moved that little tape, that little bench over there by the door. And then he put his little sled on top of the door. He was like, Chucky is not getting in this bitch with me. Um, so after you see him barricade the door, you see these this old couple get into the elevator. And <laughs> <laughs> the old couple gets into the elevator and then they turn around and somebody was like, oh my God. And they see that Chucky is in the elevator just sitting. Um, and the, the old couple was like, you know, somebody you know, left their, their doll here. Um, and she, and he was like, don't touch it, you know, cause whoever the doll is for, they gonna come back and get it or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Look, George, some child left their doll in the elevator. Now leave it alone. Whoever left it there will come back looking for it. Ugly doll. Fuck you. But but I feel like bitch ain't nobody asked you to be talking about me. Ain't nobody asked you for your old ass, old bitty ass opinion. Mind your fucking business. I got a child to go kill. Ain't nobody asked you for your opinion. Um but anyway, Andy, after he done barricaded the front, he hides in the closet. Um, and when he hides in the closet, he sees his little bat. So he grabs the bat for protection. In the meantime, Chucky ass don't even come in the, the front door this year, <laughs> come through the fireplace he come down the fucking fireplace like fucking santa claus and i was like wait a minute how and kick that gate open yeah you know what 
Yes, how? I was like, how, son? Because her apartment wasn't on the top floor. It was like maybe a floor or two down from the roof. So I was like, son, how you, how you, how you got, how you got in the fireplace? Um, but he, yeah, he, he came. You know, he probably down. took that elevator to the top. He probably, he probably took the elevator to the top and was just like scaling down the wall. So he figured he got to the right chimney, chimney wow. part. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But he, that bastard showed they trickle down that, that damn fireplace like Santa Claus. Um, and then he tiptoed to Andy's room. Um, he, and then Andy gets his butt out of the closet because he figured, I guess he going to be on the, 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 the offensive or whatever. And he creeps towards the door with the bat. Chucky jumps out and scares him. He's like, ah, surprise. And Andy swing the bat, but he missed. Um, so he chases Andy through all of the different rooms, you know, and then Andy does the little infamous white girl f- horror film fall in the kitchen. You know, so he do a run in the kitchen and he's like, ah, and then he falls over nothing. And then he like looks around and he backs up into the living room. So with his back to the living room, he's backing up and he's looking for Chucky. And then Chucky popped up behind him and said, batter up and knocked his ass out with the bat. With the good God dog bat. It was messed up. He had to hit that baby like that. No, I was more mad at your baby because your baby did that goddamn white girl horror film fall. I was mad at that. He is six, girl. You got to give him some grace. No, 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 <laughs> no. <laughs> this your house. No, you know where shit is in your house. I mean, he did like he even made no. noise like and fell down. I was like, what in the absolute hell? Chucky been in his house too, though. Chucky didn't. <laughs> Chucky's a killer. So Chucky didn't scoped out the house. Chucky knew how to get to the house in the chimney. Andy didn't stand a chance. Andy didn't stand a chance. Oh my goodness. So pretty much he's got him in, you know, he done laid Andy out. Mm-hmm. And he's like about to do what he needs to do. Yeah. So he rolled a baby over and put his little baby doll hand on his head and um starts chanting. Yeah. How day do we dembella? Varencella Santaria Oya Shango Lienya Macumba Give me the power I beg of you Adui Demela Give me the power, I beg of you. And then I was listening to this chant more, and he was saying some things I had heard before. Yeah, he Santo, Santa Maria, Yamaya. I was like, he was saying some Yoruba gods. Yeah, he was saying all kinds of stuff. Yeah, he. I, I, yeah, so I like, would while love he to like know what exactly he says. I wonder if we could find that. We do need to check that out. So while he's doing that, same thing that happened at the toy store. It starts lightning and you know just all these theatrics and Mm -hmm. you know like some powerful shit is being conjured and while that happens um karen and mike bust into the room Mm -hmm. and uh karen uh don't she grab chucky and do they start tussling again yeah they 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 yeah they start tussling she grabs chucky off she grabs she throw him andy and he starts fucking her ass up again because you know she can't fight he bit her again this time he got her like (laughs) where the neck was I'm just like, Chucky just is like, I'm biting this bitch. Like, 
And so, like, the Karen detective, gonna get bit. Yeah. And so the detective tosses Chucky, um, and then Chucky grabs his knife and runs back to the detective and slices his leg. And then the detective searches the bedroom for Chucky because Chucky done ran off somewhere. So he goes and he searches the bedroom. He bends down and looks under the bed. Chucky, who's peeking in on him, takes this opportunity to run his ass in the room. He pokes the detective in the stomach with the bat and then he knocks him upside the head with the bat. So he knocks the detective out. And so Chucky is getting ready to hit him again in the head when the mom shoots Chucky in the leg. And so then the gun jams. And so then Chucky take this opportunity to start running after her ass. And so she runs out and then she runs and trips on the table in the living room. So Ch- Chucky just leap and hop in on true her white girl fashion. Yes, of course. <laughs> um, and, and he leaps on her ass again and then she throws him in the fireplace. So she throws him in the fireplace and she put the little thing up um, to, to keep him trapped. Like yeah and then she tries to reach for the matches but she's also struggling because this bastard is back there struggling behind her so she's having a hard time reaching the match she's leaning her body against the gate so he don't get out and um while she's doing that you know chucky he's strong and she turns on the gas to um for the fireplace and uh she's like you know andy's watching the struggle and she's pretty much like Andy, I mean, bitch, come on, give me the right. matches and nigga, like snap me. out of it. Help me. <laughs> help me. Help me. Nigga. And, so, and so she knocked the, the matches down. And so she's struggling. She's trying to reach the match without backing, you know, up off the grit the grate so he can get out. And so she's like, help me, god damn it. Like she said, God damn it, but I'd have been like, look, little nigga, you need to come over here and give me this goddamn match. Um, so he finally mm. snaps out of his little trauma. Um, and he, she turns the gas on and he lights the match. And so then he, Chucky, starts to say, Andy, no, please. We're friends to the end, remember? This is the end, friend. I was so proud of him. I was too, because he was just like, fuck you, dude. Um, and so he drops the match in the fireplace, and then Chucky just is like this big ass ball of fire. Um, and he busts out the fireplace and he's like burning up and just like laid all in the floor, and they watching him just burn. Um, and then his body stops moving, and he's just like, and this is where they fucked up. Because you just, these monsters or supernatural things, just because they have a little trauma happen to them and they stop moving, mm-hmm. you should never assume it's over. Yeah. Like that might, they might be a little shock of what happened to them, but they ain't dead. You beat, you cut up, you stab, you shoot the body. Mm-hmm. And, we all and, know this. And the man told you exactly what you needed to do to get rid of him. You know, you didn't, you know, you didn't do nothing to his heart yet. But, you know, they're going to leave the damn thing alone. Um, so the detective calls out for Chucky's burnt to a crisp. Yeah, he's burnt. He's laying in the middle of the floor. The detective calls out for Andy and Karen. And uh, Karen tells Andy to go get the first aid kit for the detective, you know, because of his leg. Um, and she tells the detective that Chucky's dead. Well, Andy goes his ass in the kitchen to get the first aid kit. And he sees that Chucky's ass is gone. Like there's nobody there. 
Um, and so he drops the first aid kit because he's scared as fuck. Um, and then the mama is calling him like, hurry up and come back, you know, with the first aid kit. Um, but he is tripped when he is running back to the room. And then you see that it's a walking, burned, melted ass looking Chucky. Like Charred. he's still alive. Um, and he's just creeping. And towards. looks hideous. He looks fucking hideous. Do you know what he reminds me of? You remember the what? movie RoboCop? Oh, God. The guy with the melted skin. Yeah. If that man was burnt, that is what Chucky looked like to me. Like, and just walking around talking about, help me. Girl, that was. Oh, Lord, I haven't seen RoboCop <laughs> in years, but that was always one of. Girl, the I'm gonna have to watch that. To that film, oh my God, that was the best. Uh, but that's that's what that damn Chucky reminded me of, because that face was all like melty and nasty, and the like eyes and the way he was leaning, the yeah, and the teeth, <laughs> and the way he was leaning and walking slowly over Andy, yeah, just looking like that. Mm-hmm. It was a, with that knife. Yes, that, that was really, really just a lot. That poor little baby. So he's, that was a lot. He's creeping toward that poor child. Um, and then he runs. Like, so he gets up and he runs in the room, and the mom sees that Chucky is back out there. So she hurries up and closes the door and braces herself against the door as Chucky is like trying to push the door in and trying to bargain for Andy. And like he's like, you know, give me the boy and I'll let you live. And he's trying to get in the damn bedroom. So he stops trying to get in the bedroom and he tries to go into the bedroom from a different entrance, from like the bed from the bathroom entrance. But the mom mm-hmm. runs up to the door and closes that door too um and so he starts stabbing in the door that she's currently holding at first he slices her hand and then he starts like stabbing the the door and it's like aiming for her and and she's leaned on the door and it it was very she's leaned on the door and it's very reminiscent of um the shining yes when uh, john is uh, Mm um yeah he's um you know coming at the door why old girl is leaned over his wife. I just, I had put those things together. And and you know what? He's like, again, either Chucky is super strong or like that house that fell, you know, fell apart. Is this door also made out of graham crackers? Like what the fuck? You saw how easy it was for this blade to go through this door? It's like it's made of like that fake wood, um, like and it's very like hollow or like some fucking paper mache door. Like that's what. Yeah. Is all of Chicago made out of this shit? I don't know, but they basically made that door out of uh, plaster of Paris. That's what I believe. Um, but he like he 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 stabs through the door, um, and then he chases them. Like he comes back through the other door. Um, but she can't get to it in time to to like brace against it. So she grabs Andy and they're being chased by Chucky through the different rooms. And then they end up in the hallway. So she ends up in the hallway with Andy and the gun. And Chucky is like, you know, give me the boy. You know, I want the boy. He's like demanding the boy. And he starts slowly, like menacingly walking towards them in the hallway. And so... Then the mom shoots Chucky in the shoulder. Okay, that's not the heart. But, you know, she ain't no gun expert. So, okay. Um, And then she fucking blows his head completely off his body. 
but the body is mm-hmm. still coming. So then she blows off the arm, she blows off a leg, and then the body falls to the ground, to the floor. But the body is still crawling and coming towards them. Like she done blew all these pieces off, but the body is still coming. Um, and then she, she, she walks over to him and then she stands over the body and she shoots it two more times in the back. And then she's just like shooting the gun. The gun is out of bullets, but she's still shooting. She's still shooting. And then Detective Fright Night's partner shows up in the house and he's like, you know, what the hell is going on or whatever. Um, and then he sees that his partner is hurt. So he immediately calls for backup and all this kind of stuff. And then the detective Fright Night is trying to explain to him that the kid was right the entire time. He was telling the truth. Chucky did everything and he almost killed the three of them in that house. And so the detective's partner was like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, that's impossible. Um, And he said, well, if you don't believe me, go outside and check out that stuff that's laid out in the hall. There's parts of him all over the hallway, but don't touch anything. Do not touch in that hallway. And what the mm-hmm. fuck you think he do? He go touch. He touched the whole head and bring it in the room. He but mad. first of all, don't yeah. touch it. But then you're going to bring it here and re-traumatize all of us again. Yes. I mean, politely brought that bitch back in the fucking room. Like, a, like it was a basketball that he found outside. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? So then he's like, he doesn't believe. And he was like, you know, I just want to show you that this thing is not alive. And he's like poking at it and shit. And he's leaning up against the wall. And then the next thing you know, Chucky's body pops out of a vent. That vent that's located directly behind him and start choking the shit out of him. In the meantime, the head is on the television. It's talking to the body. It's screaming to the body, choke him, kill him. Like it's just doing all <laughs> kind of fucking crazy shit. And so the the partner, I mean, he is being choked. Like this damn body choked his ass for a good bit. Um, and then the mom grabs the body off the partner and throws it near where the head has fallen. And then they both, like they all see the body start to get itself, pick itself off off the floor and then the Mm -hmm. mom tells the detective to shoot the damn thing in the heart and he does and the body finally like falls back all dramatically and shit and like lays down and blood splatters all over the place and then the head says in this really weird creepy tone hi i'm chucky wanna play wanna play (laughs) ciao I was done. And then he is finally dead. And then dead. they <laughs> he's finally dead and they slowly leave the room and the movie ends. Yeah. And I did like that little shot because like Andy just could not stop looking at this. I, I, I might have to IDBM him or whatever that acronym is, because I can't think right now because it's late. <laughs> but um I, I haven't seen him in anything else, which I'm was shocked because he was good. Of course, we've seen Chris Sarandon and other things. Oh. Uh, the mom, I know she she was the mom on that um, that sitcom. No, this wasn't Heaven. a sitcom. It was just a TV show, Seventh Heaven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like this poor child has been traumatized for about a, like this. What you say, like maybe four five days? This is like a week or some shit. That all of this ain't even place. a full. It's not a full. It's not a full week. Not even a full. This week. is a span of four or five days. Yeah. And he is just this is a lot traumatized. This movie was good. I thought it was a really good movie. Um, 
I did too. If like, this I movie, really enjoyed it. Um, like I, I like yeah. I, I remember seeing it when I was younger. Like this movie came out in what like eighty eight, um, and mm-hmm. like I know I enjoyed it then, and like. I, I don't think I've ever not enjoyed it. Like, I don't think I've ever, I've ever found something not to like about it when I've rewatched it. Um, and yeah. like just rewatching it recently, I still really enjoy, like, I didn't even write like a bunch of notes like I did for like some of the other movies where I would just like make fun of people or, you know, something like that. Um, it, it was, it was just a really solid film. It was. And for its time, it, w- it was the right amount of like effects. And then, you know, like I mentioned before, they used the stunt double. So like they didn't have to even do a lot of those clay animatronic type of things that they used to do back in the 80s. Um, it wasn't, it, you know, and it wasn't like a complicated movie. So it didn't have a lot of settings. It didn't have a lot of characters. It had just, you know, a few main characters. So it, it just worked. It was, it, you know, the story flowed very well. Mm-hmm. If this was, if the theaters were still in existence, oh my God, speaking of theaters, girl, I drove past uh, today a Regal Cinema, a big one that has 24, th- 24 uh, theaters inside and the parking lot was empty. Oh, it made me so sad. Oh no. But um, yeah, it, it, it looked like a cemetery. It made, it, it broke my heart. But like, if this was in the theaters, I would definitely rate this, a five yeah we have a grading scale for uh people who don't know about us we we scale movies from one to five five being the best Mm -hmm. if this was in the theaters today five and sneak in all your snacks like you you're gonna have a good time yeah i i really i really enjoyed this film um it, it is just it is just a solid little entry to this franchise um that little boy was just really believable as you know this little naive just adorable little child who just wants this doll and you know children are like really trusting you know they're really open and so to like have all these happen to this all these things happen to this child it was believable like this little boy was a really good pick for this you know this this role like he he made this movie a whole lot more believable than than it probably would have been if they had just picked some yeah child and the little um, boy's name is alex vincent and i don't think i've ever seen him in anything else and um everyone else i don't really know well you what know brad Dorf. they really weren't that brad Dorf is, is chucky is chucky yeah and he has played in lots of yeah. films. he's and he's usually a villain yeah. in a lot of those films too but he, he is he plays villain so goddamn well. Um, and I know like people he's got don't that, that, be that like, voice. Yeah, he's he's got that kind of look and that yeah, people don't want to be typecast, but he he does it so well. Um, I mean, just from just just from being like Grima Warm Tongue in, in the damn Lord of the Films movies and you know, being Chucky, like you cannot imagine anybody else playing Chucky. Because he did it so well, you know. Oh, they they, they okay. tried. They tried. You you know this movie is out there. They did try. They did. You know. Yes. You know what? It, it's kind of like how we we've been saying for the longest. Like, there's only one Freddy Krueger, Robert England, and when we seen Jackie, well, you haven't seen it, but Jackie Earl Haley or whatever his name is, mm-hmm. I seen it. And I was just like wasn't a terrible movie but it's not the same so it was like when we seen the donald trump version of chucky in this new one 
we was like, yeah, storyline wasn't terrible, but it's not the same. So, yeah, Brad Dorf. The, the Dr. Miami version. <laughs> Dr. Miami, Donald Trump version. It's like Brad Dorf is to Chucky as Robert England is to Freddie. Like, that's it. That's it. Right. So. <laughs> Dr. Miami. <laughs> well, we had a, a a good episode tonight. Anything you want to um say to the audience before we cut out of here? Anything I want to say to the audience before we before we get out of here? This is the end, friend. That's what I want to say. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say it's Happy Black History Month, and um to reflect Black history. So we definitely might we definitely would have to do a black film like or uh, our people's gonna come after us i was about to say we should do we should do like all of the ones we do in february should be should be black ones like let's let's start making them black films after this okay okay for sure all right friends we will definitely do that well thank you all for visiting us for another episode of Don't Go In There, Girl. Uh, make sure to follow us on all of our social media platforms um, for clips and everything else. And um, we will talk to you soon. Bye.